0: Episode 120 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about what we played during Gen Con. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about everything we played during our extended Gen Con vacation, both before and after the convention itself. We recorded this a while ago, still fresh from Gen Con, and now we've settled back into our workaday lives. I'm glad we recorded this when we did, because while editing yesterday, I felt like I was right back there at the convention. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about what we played at Gen Con
1: 2023.
0: This is an extended Gen
1: Con celebration week. Yeah, we had a Chicago trip followed by Gen Con. Gen Con. Post Gen Con.
0: Just a little bit. So we're going from the Thursday before Gen Con, which I think that's the day... I think that's around the day when we recorded the month in review for July. Yeah. So kind of leaving off from there and calling Gen Con its own sort of month because we played more oh. in that couple weeks, more or less,
1: than we did all of July. I mean, I think for me, I played more in that two weeks than I played in all of the rest of July and the previous month.
0: June. i don't know we i mean we have the we have the stats for it thanks to bg stats app which is also how we're able to do this review pretty easily you can in the insights section you can do a custom span of dates which is very helpful this would have been really annoying to try to do manually and the app just had it in there for us so we're going to follow the same format that we usually do for our board game of the month episode so we're going to do the review but it's not going to be the month and review it'll be gen con gen con and review extended gen con and review we'll still do our back to the table and our collection It doesn't have to actually be a game that we own though so just a game that we wouldn't own that we wouldn't if we did own we wouldn't keep it since we played so many things that were outside of our collection we will also have our I guess, game of the con, game of the convention. Yeah, game of the con. Something like that. Something like that. So that'll be last. So starting up first with just the review section, we played 56 plays of 39 different games. 22 of those are our copies, or we eventually bought one of them. So a lot of it is stuff that we actually own. We took games, places to play with people, especially in Chicago. Yeah. So some of them are the ones we owned. There were 36 new-to-me games, so played it for the first time. So out of the 39 games, only three of them had we played before right. this week. So lots of new games. Um, the H-Index was three. So there wasn't a ton that we replayed a lot. And, of course, the smaller, more party kind of games, the game Quick and Easy. Play that six times. Yeah, which will pro- we might hit that again. So these are the games that were played. The game Quick and Easy corridor Namalia, infiltrators effortless fiction tiger and dragon splitto viking seesaw castles of burgundy special edition acquire the search for lost species taj mahal wild tiled west mercurial dwarf romantic the board game the perfect wave bonsai klondike, diced veggies trash talk noctiluca Shake That City, So Clover, Splendor Duel, Waffle Time, Octodice, Whirling Witchcraft, Fika, Great Plains, Number Drop, Penny Black, Skulls of Sedlek, Stick Collection, Deep Dive, Fork, Three Second Try, Sky Team, and Judge Domino. Yeah, it was a lot. The game that was played the most was the game Quick and Easy. Kind in the title, it was very easy to play it quickly many times. And we usually go over what games were added to the collection, but we already went over everything we picked up at Gen Con in a separate episode. Adam and I talked about that in our kind of like list recap what we actually got from Gen Con. Um, We did get a couple games and let's see if I can remember them. We got, I don't remember if this was in the July review. We got Robin Hood and Star Realms at Barnes and Noble, like right before maybe we left for Chicago. And then in Chicago, we got Minute Work and Anthony Nam, were both used copies at a board game store. Yeah, that's we'll say
1: those. I don't we, know. if I don't know. We if talk about the Kickstarter else. games that came from Japan.
0: Oh, maybe not, because those also maybe came yeah. right before Gen Con. So we got the Fun Brick
1: series. Everyone should have the Fun Brick series.
0: But, you know, if you didn't already kickstart it and then you're living here, you're not in Japan. It's not like impossible to get, but chances are. If you don't, if your local game store didn't back it, it's going to be maybe just a lot for shipping to get a uh, game mm-hmm. here. I've heard people say that it's pretty easy to use like uh, Amazon Japan to get stuff overall, but you do have to consider like the shipping cost. So maybe if you got a lot, of, if there were a lot of things you wanted to get all at once, maybe that would help. I'm not really sure. So, yeah, that was uh, Viking Seesaw uh, Ninja Trot Ninja something um, three second try. What have I said? Viking Seesaw, Three Second Try, Judge Domino, Stick Collection. Okay. And then Ninja Master, maybe. We haven't played Ninja Master yet.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we played, but I mean they're all delightful small games. Yeah. Very I, fun. I
0: can't think of anything else that we got outside of Gen Con. So we're gonna leave it at that. We have not sold any games. Now we did give away, I guess that's technically outside of this. We did get rid of Ice Cool, but we're gonna talk about that in our month in review because we'll still do an august month in review all oh, right and it picks up on the tuesday after gen con where we the end of
1: games august you love like ice cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be in the collection in that one so that's a spoiler and then where and with who did we play games so often when we do this it's pretty easy we're playing at the coffee shop we're playing at our house maybe somewhere else we're playing with our friends this time We played across different states, all kinds of different locations. So we played games in Chicago at two different board game cafes. Once was just me and you. The other time was with other friends we met up with in Chicago before Gen Con. And we played, of course, all over Gen Con. We played in the Hot Games room. We played in the BIPOC lounge, in different hotel lobbies. The Gen Con Library. The Gen Con Library as well. So lots of different places. Chatham Tap we didn't play a game though oh we didn't play a game but we were there the garage the garage and we did play at upland we played games at upland all kinds of different locations and we played with um i don't know how much people do or do not like to be hauled specifically on podcasts when i haven't asked them but i'm gonna use all of their screen names so we sounds great so we played games with ruel gaviola but that's I mean yeah. his name is just it. So we played games with Ruel Gaviola, Soften Your Razor, Linnaeus Cabal, trombone Dalek, Those uh, are all the ones. RTFM.
1: That are... Oh right.
0: Um, we played games with Might I Suggest a Game's Mom. Yeah. Well, we played, well, you know what? We also played with Michelle. Mm-hmm. We played with one of Linnaeus Cabal's friends as well. Quite a few things. Linnaeus Cabal's friend, who was also at Gen Con. So yeah, that's enough. That's enough to go over. We played with we played quite with a lots few of people. people. Yes, yeah. we played with quite we a few people. We played with the
1: pizza king. We did
0: at big game night. That's right. So we played with the VIP of pizza and his partner, assumably his partner. I mean, it seemed, it, that seemed to be the case. And now that I have
1: obtusely brought it up, how does one become the VIP of pizza?
0: What do you mean? We, ta- we talked about another oh, episode.
1: Listen to the back. Right.
0: Yeah. That's if, great. if you have no idea what we're talking about with the VIP of pizza, it's in the previous episode that we did. So let's just keep on now. Going through, I think we're ready for back to the
1: table. All right. So, Aaron, what game would you like to play more? It's uh one of the darlings and uh, the darlings of Gen Con. I would like to play Sky Team more. Okay. And I, I picked Sky Team specifically. It was a contender for game of the month. Yeah. Um, it was fun. We've only played it, I think, twice. A I think we played times. it three times, but we played the first mission twice. It's super fun. It's cute. I like the mechanic. It's two-player cooperative. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the story.
0: So um speaking of Ruel well, gaviola he and rotto have a run through on rotto runs through where they played like one of the hardest missions in the box so oh, they yeah. had the kerosene added they had tailwinds added i can't remember if they had other modules on top of that and we haven't even gotten to those yet and uh of course the the runway was short and they had to turn into it And I don't, if I'm remembering correctly, they did not land the plane on that one. And they had to do a little bit of like some retries, but it was really what they did a great job of was they're both on a video call, but they were recording it for the run through. So they were pausing one another. uh, They were muting, like alternating so that they could give their reasoning for why they placed their Oh, that's really nice. So it it was really well done and it's a really fun watch. But uh, yeah, I guess I kind of gave a spoiler. I don't think that they made it and there's a the regular run through which is just like one turn the the extended run through and then they both give their thoughts on it i aside from the fact that it is a great two player game it's quick to play so it's not like it's a sometimes when it's a great game it's like yeah once you put that investment in to really spend an hour with a rule book then you're ready to play and clear out the rest of your day for another 2 hours it's a lot faster than that i think that what makes the game really stand out is And it shouldn't really matter, I guess. I'm someone who really likes component quality. And it's not that they're ultra premium components, but the design of the board is really well done. I think the way that it looks like an instrument panel and you kind of feel like you're adjusting things on that panel and just how they've laid it all out graphically, the design of it, the clarity of what's happening and who's doing what, where it reinforces what everyone's roles are because there's a pilot and a co-pilot the pilot uses blue dice, the co-pilot uses like orange, yellowy orange dice. And then the things on the board and all the cards and everything are marked accordingly. So it's easier to keep track of who's responsible for what. If you both have a responsibility for it, it'll be split. It's just, it's that reinforces the gameplay. So I feel like the design of the board and the components reinforces the gameplay in a way that makes it even easier to play and not get caught up in what am i supposed to doing and and where can i put this and easier to like get into especially if you like a little bit of the role playing oh that's what i'm saying that's very not system modeling no you can get into a little bit it of the role very playing much system modeling but. of it yeah and uh rotto did point out that some people feel like well why would you just be able to talk because there is some limited communication but really all the things you're doing uh after you roll the dice are happening very fast like in the right. real world you just ad- adjust a few dials and then you'd be done but it's just this alternating back and forth of you have to work together so you're trying to understand what the other person is doing and trying to see are they trying to communicate more to me about what their options are by what they choose to do right and the answer may be yes or no they might have just done something kind of randomly and Maybe not realize the ramifications or realize them and just thought they were unimportant. And then you're trying to get meaning from that. So, yeah, I agree. I'm really interested to see what those extra missions are. And it seems like it has a lot of longevity, the way you can mix and match things together.
1: I also just like any game where I get to earn coffee.
0: You do get and the coffee gives you plus or minus. It lets you modify your dice. Yeah.
1: Concentration. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you bringing back to the table?
0: I... And picking more than one game for every single thing that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, I'm sticking to my. I'm... I just decided that I wasn't going to be bound by just one game. Um. So how about this? I'll list all of them and then I'll pick one ultimately. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I for back to the table. I put down Mercurial, Dwarf Romantic, and Whirling Witchcraft. Oh, nice. Mercurial. We. I'm. Ooh, You're not doing it. I'm not doing a great job of saying it
1: or and, doing the thing where you just do talk about one
0: well no i was saying i'm gonna pick one that's oh, actually the one Oh, we're
1: gonna talk. okay got, got
0: yeah it. yeah yeah mercurial we started to play it in the hot games room and then we're like nah because there was just uh you're only in there for two hours at a time uh like that's the way the tickets for the hot games room work and the amount of rules overhead and iconography was just like a bit much and they were doing the thing when where did you play it that was you and me. Nope. We started to play it.
1: Oh, but you didn't. Oh, so you're you're saying you didn't actually play it again after that. You just want to get it back to the table because we didn't. I
0: want to get it back to the oh. table because we didn't really play it. I It seemed to be Century on steroids. Yeah. And I have heard that assessment by other people as well, that that is, in fact, what the game is. So I think we'd be interested in it. We really do like Century. And I think they mean original Century, not any of the subsequent right. editions. So I'd be interested in that. Dorf Romantic is a campaign game. We own it. We played the first one. It had been sitting on the shelf of opportunity for quite a while. And I liked it as much as I thought I would. It was very fun. And I'm interested to see, you have little boxes you open and you can tell that your scoring potential goes up as you keep playing. So interested in that. And then Whirling Witchcraft, Ruel taught us that game really quick. We like just kind of snuck in a play of it really fast. And that was one that was also on our shelf of opportunity had been for a while and he described it as there's a i love lucy episode Uh. if you're familiar with the sitcom from the 50s i think where uh it's one of the most iconic episodes of the show uh lucy and her friend go work in a chocolate factory and the physical comedy that ensues is the fact that they are in one room on a conveyor belt and the chocolates are coming faster than they can keep up with but they're trying not to lose this job that they got. So madness ensues as they try to try to keep up with the chocolates and get them packaged and they're stuffing them anywhere or whatever. And the boss comes back in and they kind of get everything cleaned back up right. As they come back in, it looks like everything's fine. And the boss is like, Oh, you've done a great job here. And then yells for the line to speed up even faster. And it's just, it's completely physical comedy and done perfectly well. And in whirling witchcraft, you are kind of getting all these ingredients and uh like taking things from your board getting them into your cauldron and then you push your cauldron to the next person throwing chocolates at our opponents and they have to kind of deal with what has been sent sort of through the conveyor belt into the chocolate room so uh i have a soft spot in my heart for i love lucy i've watched a ton of it with my mom since i was i probably zero years old so that for me endears it a little bit and i liked the kind of transforming but not like heavy engine building there's some light engine building there
1: but the game's fast enough that it doesn't get too out of hand
0: yeah yeah so i will say my actual pick is going to be oh i thought you did them in order and that, that
1: that whirling witchcraft was your actual pick
0: let's just say it was and keep going to collection or what game would you get rid of even if it's not one that we owned, or it could be the glad, glad we tried it out.
1: Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, for me, there's just one clear winner here. Okay. We were going to buy a game. We looked at it. We were interested. We went to the hot games room to play it. Okay. It was called The Perfect Wave.
0: Yeah. And it we, was not perfect. It was not
1: perfect. It was so imperfect that we were like, you know what? We're not going to buy this, in fact.
0: And sometimes when you bounce so hard off of, like, you try a game, and you're just like, oh, I didn't like that at all, but you see other people, like, excited about it, it kind of made me wonder, like, did I miss something, but... I don't know that we did. I don't feel as though we like played it incorrectly, and I think that the idea of it and like the theme of it, I liked a lot. Like this idea of a perfect wave, and it's like sunset. You're on the beach. Like I like that, but I feel like I keep getting beachy games, and very few of them do I like as much as the theme. I think I just like
1: the theme of the beach. Actually, we didn't play it at Hot Games, and we played it at the the Gen Con library. I think. Oh but, yeah. But either way, like yeah. we played it and I think it's just not They had a like a beachside
0: shack thing set up inside the did you see that? In the inside casino? the No, inside the exhibit hall. Oh where no, it had like a straw, like thatch roof thing. They were sold out. I saw it on Sunday. They were sold out. I mean I, I know. And maybe it was better at more players. Yeah, I, think but maybe I don't see why it would be.
1: But then we don't often buy Games that aren't as good at two players.
0: That's true. That's true. But yeah, I I agree. I didn't really care for Perfect Wave. I had that on my shortlist as well. And as I said, I have just had shortlist for these. I also put Diced Veggies, Corridor, and octo dice. Oh, a Corridor is delightful. Yeah, for you. And I think that's nice that you like it. You played it once with me and then many times with a nearby stranger. Three times. That's many. All right i think you had a good time it's just not we
1: were evenly matched
0: i think of all of those q games it's not my favorite one even so i think that's kind of why i have it on that list for dice veggies it's fine. it's kids table board games it's a cute it's a cute game the reason that i wouldn't get it is so uh when i was playing it the yellow dice has like brown pips on it yeah they, some of them had just come off like the paint had just come Aww. off and so we we're like well, that seems weird but apparently that's just like a known issue with the dice that like something about the way they were produced like those colors just coming off so that's me being a little like i know there's a, like, a slight it doesn't affect the gameplay you can still tell i what got they a are. blank right you can still tell what they are so that a little bit but i really think the worst game in my opinion that we played was Dice. it was just it was a roll and write it was fine, but it was not great. And I think I'm now not necessarily burnt out on Roland rights, but I think I am burnt out on mediocre or middling or average Roland rights. Like I think oh. I'm at the point now where, unless it's pretty, pretty much like top tier Roland like- right, I think
1: I'm kind of like. If you can't past. compete with three sisters, get like get your rondelle and go home.
0: And maybe that's where maybe it's because I've spent more time with ones that I really like that now the casual passerby I'm not so interested in. That brings us to Game of the Con.
1: Yeah. And for me, there's a clear winner, even though there's I, I'm not doing okay. list. But this I, one, I actually don't have much of a list. And I'm thinking that
0: you're going to pick the one that I don't.
1: Oh, there's no way. I, w- I would say there's a 0% chance that you're picking the game that I pick.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I'm picking two games.
1: Yeah, for okay. sure. Uh, okay, 0%. I think, I think, what are you about to pick? I think you should go first so that we can confirm my suspicion.
0: Now I'm looking back up through the thing. 0% chance. What's a 0% chance? There'd be a 0% chance that I would pick Acquire.
1: Uh, it's not Acquire.
0: There would be not a 0% chance, but a pretty low chance for Tiger and Dragon. I thought the pieces were really nice. I just don't know that's my favorite kind of
1: game. Game of the month, Aaron, Gen Con 2023. Tiger
0: and Dragon. It
1: was a little bit difficult to learn, but then once you learned it, there's just a lot of interplay and immediately available strategic options. And then you're like, there's even a strategic option I haven't considered yet. And like, I just want to learn how to play the game and there's like a it's hidden information yeah it's it's kind of chicken it's got a chicken element
0: it was very popular at gen con so it's pretty easy to find uh pictures and even reviews of it but just quickly it's based on a traditional i think japanese game which i'm not familiar with the tiles are kind of like mahjong tiles but only in the size and weight of them And i don't think maybe any other way it's like like numbers on dominoes like yeah they have numbers on them and on your board, it is um you are shedding.
1: Yeah, you're shedding. Yeah, it's a card shedding game. Yeah, it's basically card, but they're tiles. But really, you're so, you're battling in a dojo.
0: Sure, exactly. And there's other boards that you can use. So there's oh. different kind of different setups for it. But generally speaking, you get a uh, section. You get a, a subset of the tiles. Everyone gets some tiles. There's some tiles that get left in the middle. So you don't quite know Not perfect information what's in or out and you are trying to beat the person who went before you in shedding these. And you can choose to pass strategically. And it's, uh, I think there's like one one, two twos, three threes, so on and so forth, uh, as far as the set of numbers that you're picking from. I know I didn't like it as much as you, and I think you find more interest in those kind of games where there's like a bit of, not poker, but something about that interplay of more like traditional cards. And I like just totally didn't get it. The third game I did okay. Cause we played like three games back to back with Ruel and it was his copy. So he taught us the game. And, but yeah, I, it, I just didn't, I didn't get it. I think in the way that you and he both seem to like
1: it. took to a, it, it took a minute, but then once it started to click, I was like, oh, this I could play this game for hours.
0: I think I would I would have to play some of the other like boards and setups. And there's a team mode where you're like two and two. Oh, yeah. I think those I might like more than the mode that we did play. And I think the one we played was a little more introductory. Just try
1: to kind of understand it because the scoring was. The scoring was hard to understand. The rule book yeah. is not the greatest, but like if you buy the game, work through it, it's worth it. Super fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I saw it, almost bought it when, because I bought Make the Difference from the Oink Games booth. It's an Oink Games game. Yeah. It's a little bigger. So if you're familiar the with the Oink game ever, if you're familiar with Oint Games, it is in no way in that same size. Maybe. It's close to just, it's not as big as an average board game, but it's, it's a good size box. Yeah. Yeah, to kind of fit all of those premium tiles in there. Hmm, Yeah, I think I would. I'd probably like the team game. I'm guessing more. And in the one we played, like eight was higher than seven, and so on and so forth. But I think in some of the other ones, it like changes up the way that
1: works. Right, right. So
0: for me, I'd be more interested in those kind of weird varieties, and I think you are more interested in the straightforward. Let's just
1: yeah. Let's just play this logic. One and this logic induction game. See,
0: yes, and. I don't really want it to be a deduction game,
1: yeah. <laughs> as much as you do. But oh, I do yeah, like you're card counting shedding. tiles and understanding like what's potentially left, and that you know there are some that are missing. But you're you're still doing some math and and making good decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I do like card shedding, but when it gets into like deceit around card
1: shedding, yeah. it has a euchre so feel to it, honestly.
0: Because to me. what was the other thing? Oh, Vol- Volonimo. Yeah, is another. I think I like that. as much as
1: i i i mean that's i think you're into the like that that's outside of the range of the months of of the time frame that we're playing
0: you and i played it on monday yeah but we we've since played it three player with adam yeah and i do think it is overall it is better three player i struggled to get second place anyways anyways getting off track what two games have 100
1: percent chance that you will pick them
0: the two games have a 100 percent chance And we already mentioned them on previous ones, so I won't really stay on it too long. And one of them in this podcast, Infiltrators and Sky Team. Oh, yeah. So I was close to picking Sky Team for game for I think that probably would still be Game of the Con. Now, it feels a bit like a cliche pick because a lot of people are talking about Sky Team and how good it is. And it was very popular. It was selling out every day. So I'd probably rather from a uh, variety of hearing about games If while, you've already heard all about sky team. We've already talked about it in this episode. Infiltrators for us has been like shipwreck arcana. If that's a game that yeah, you've played a good comparison, but it's a little different. I think it's a little more exciting. It's like if you took shipwreck arcana and the crew and, and put, put them, them together, together yeah. It's a little more like that. You are trying to deduce a certain number that someone else is aware of. You are working cooperatively, but there are multiple
1: missions more like the crew. Yeah, and when we played it most recently, it was the first time we got a little bit squeezed by the deck, and that was interesting. Yeah,
0: because you and now this technically, this is outside, <laughs> and we're going to talk about this in our regular game of the month after we probably do a few reviews of other games. But you and Adam were just drawing cards and the deck is your timer. So when you run out of cards in the deck, you have lost the game. And you guys had tons. I had like two cards in my hand the whole time. You guys had tons of cards in your hand. And I'm like, well, I can't draw anything. They're drawing all the cards. If I also draw cards, then like we're done. So I'm going to make these cards work.
1: Yeah. And I think but I think that grows as it, you would it's do the more. First missions. time you play. Yeah you, you, yeah, you learn like it was sort of a thing where like. We drew the last bit of the cards, and you're we like, "Guys, I have one card left now. I can't draw cards." And we were like, "Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh okay."
1: I'm yeah. gonna give one honorable mention for game of the month to, okay. to get in the spirit of you and 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 spread it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We played one of the most fun games of Castles of Burgundy that I've ever played.
0: Oh, that's true. And so we that- haven't usually done like a best play
1: but that's so, that, so so castle burgundy for the fact yes. that we played a great rendition of it
0: we did we got to play our special edition it's we still hadn't played that so we had the the mat and all the extra pieces and all the acrylic tiles and everything which was delightful but aside from that now i'm speaking as the loser of the game uh i got fourth place and didn't quite break 200 i was I can blame it on being tired, but also I feel like 199 is more than enough It's it's a very good score for the game. It was a very competitive game. I think everyone pretty much chose a different thing that they were doing and then capitalizing on it. So we were all in agreement that that made the game more. I was off to like a fast start, but I knew it was like if these people managed to start getting some momentum, like I just ran out the gate and burned out pretty quick. So I, it was much slower at the end. And I think you were also pretty steady throughout and like kind of staying on pace. And then uh, Ladeus Cabal and Ruel Gaviola were the other two people we played with. And they really pushed, I feel like, towards the end. They had a slower, they played more similarly. And I think they've played together online. They had a more similar start and pacing and throughout the whole game where they it was that second half of the game where their points really fired up we also all played with different boards right so there's an option to all play the same board or not you can kind of randomly pick boards we randomly picked so there was a little bit too of my board didn't have any big areas together which meant that i could score a lot quickly but the game, there yeah. weren't that those a big kind of hefty points uh to be had later yeah, in the and, game.
1: And honestly, like I think I think Ruel did a lot of shipping and then I oh, had a gosh. big lead and then he I think I won by one point.
0: He had everything that gets you more points for the shipping. shipping. Yeah, and it was just there. like, well and this one gets yeah. me more points and this one gets me more points. Yeah. This and one
1: I'm like, oh but okay. I, I okay. feel like I think the way he played was better than the way I played and I just got lucky that the pigs. Mm. Now I did go for the river so I could get first pick.
0: Yes, because you opened up a pig farm and that the, was
1: very successful. And let me just tell you, the game just pigs beget pigs is what. Yeah, it was, me. and
0: that's the other thing too. Like the second half, because I did farm early in one of my bigger sections or that's whatever right. they call it, pastures. I don't know. In one of my bigger sections, but I didn't do any pigs, and then the way the tiles came out, like all pigs came out at the end
1: yeah it was it was uh it was definitely a, a nice pig fest
0: yeah I think everyone did find some synergy in things they were trying to do yeah. which also led to it yeah being like. I don't
1: remember what the exact score was but Linnea
0: was not far behind Linnea's ball was not no, far no no far no 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 they were all in you three
1: were all in a pack yeah and I was just
0: I feel like you know you, happy to have been there you also I like, did
1: fine had a couple like ongoing powers that you decided not to use because you were tired
0: yeah decided not to use is a nice way to put it it I was uh tired and i think that i was least familiar with castles it'd been a while since i played it you kind of read over the rule book i was like i'm pretty sure i know what's going on so for being pretty sure felt good about that but yeah i had some building powers that would have gotten me dice manipulation Mm, as i'm as i was picking things up picking up certain tiles and i did that kind of intentionally knowing that that would make it easier for me to pick things up later because ruel had a bunch of workers i had like no workers so like but I just, because it'd been a while and I just, I would be looking at the board, making a decision, executing that decision, and then remembering, like, oh, I didn't even evaluate, let alone did I not take the discount for the thing I actually got? Like, right. could I have not paid a worker for the thing that I actually ended yeah, up taking? And then
1: had more workers. Did
0: there. I evaluate all of my options that I could have gotten without workers? Because I could have gotten paid, still paid a worker and taken something even further away. Right. So yes, but that is a good thing to point out that your favorite play of the convention. I don't know that I didn't have one prepared uh, for a favorite play, but in general, it it would be the same thing where I said, well, I'm just going to pick more than one. It would probably be the same thing because I had such a good time all the way from that Thursday before through Chicago, all the way through Gen Con playing games with people. Yeah. Uh, It, it was yeah, it I was think, a delightful time. And we did play more games. People say Gen Con's not a game playing convention, but we've just, we decided it would be for us. We decided it would be. And we had other people that also were like, yeah, it is going to be a game playing convention. Had a really good time.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we've picked up a lot of new games. There's a lot of games we have had but hadn't played. What are you looking forward to?
0: Oh, I forgot about this section. What are you looking forward to? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna find an answer on these shelves.
1: You're gonna find an answer on the shelves. Um, yeah. I think honestly, it's a game that we're setting up and gonna play oh. right for record. I'm very much looking forward to Coffee Traders, which is a game we got on a small discount, but we wouldn't have bought otherwise. And it's it looks like a lot. And I, you know, I'm ready for a game that's gonna be a lot.
0: I am excited for beer and bread, which I think oh, I'm gonna yeah. take to the coffee house in the morning. It's a two-player game that was really released last year. I didn't buy it. I didn't buy it last year, just got it this year at Gen Con. But you know what we've done? We've picked both of the Capstone games games that oh. we got. So Capstone Games is what Capstone we're, looking forward, is what we're to. looking
1: forward to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see you at the end of August.
0: Thank you so much for listening to episode 120. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, X, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com. And you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. And speaking of the website, it's all new. We finally got that sorted out. We've sorted out the podcast site as well. So please go give it a visit. We poked around on X, formerly Twitter. It's pretty weird there. And we have a lot more episodes coming your way. The next one being our board game of the month for August. It'll pick up after the things we played at Gen Con and then go through the end of the month. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you have 119 more episodes headed your way. The next one being our recap of Gen Con itself and really just oodles of Gen Con content coming after that. You would also go back to episode 108 if you want to just hop right over all the Gen Con stuff. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.